You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to the show. As usual, I'm Neil Pickup and I will be here with you all night. And tonight's show, we're going to focus on the lightweight division. Just over a week ago, the World Arm Wrestling Championships, hosted by the WAF, the World Arm Wrestling Federation, took place in Romania. And we had an athlete from North America who is a prominent feature on the World Arm Wrestling League's lightweight roster go out and attend the event. Jeff, the Hail Razor Hail, is a guy that makes big waves wherever he competes, but it was a change of gear and a change of scenery, a change of format for the man who's made his name arm wrestling professionally in supermatch competition. Just before he got on the plane, we asked the Hail Razor to come on the show, and he obliged. We also didn't want him to get lonely, so we figured we'd invite a couple of men who've got massive experience competing in main draw world competition. Firstly, another North American who was a legend, is a legend, a living legend of the sport. Andrew Cobra Rhodes is with us. We also invited another man who the World Arm Wrestling League roster has embraced for the last three to four years. He's a man who's held the title, he's held the hammer, and many people think he may be the biggest threat to the hammer holder right now. It's the Jedi, Yanis Amelins. Tonight, it's all about the lightweights. Let's have it. Ladies and gentlemen, what a show we've got lined up tonight. It's all about the lightweights. And listen who I've got on the podcast right now joining me live is Jeff Hale, the Hale Razor, Andrew Cobra Rhodes, legend of the sport, one of the all time greats. Talking of all time greats, another one. It's the Jedi, Yanis Amelins. All three of those men. Are on the line now. How's it going, fellas? I'm going well, going well, well, Ness. Good stuff. Jeff, we're going to come to you first, mate, because you're a man with a ticket. I believe you're off to uh, the World Championships, WAF, so main draw worlds. And you're and this is like a lifelong aspiration for you, and I believe you're going this week, mate. That's right. Yeah, I'm headed out to Romania. Uh, I'm going to give it my best shot to represent the USA at the WF World Championships and uh, try to give me one of them titles that these two other guys on the, on the phone already got. <laughs> what class are you gonna are you gonna pull, Jeff? What are you looking to pull in there? I'm pulling 75 kilos. I qualified for 75 kilos at the nationals this year. Um, I was actually expecting to pick up a, a an empty 70 kilo spot, uh, but uh, th- those spots were already filled, so I'm sticking with 75 kilos, and I'm I'm, I'm already at the weight, so I'm just going in ready to kill. And that's interesting, Jeff, because that's obviously the weight class that you've been competing uh, in the professional Super Series of World Arm Wrestling League. That's been around the 165 mark as well. That's right. Yeah, that's right, Ness. And has that has that made you feel a little bit? Is it easier for you because you're not having to do any weight cut, any sawn, or anything of that description? It's certainly easier. Easier. On, I mean, physically for sure. I mean, uh, mentally, I think it's a little bit tougher because 
the guys are just a little bit bigger, and most of the guys, at least in the WAL, are cutting weight to, to make 165. So uh, I think it's been a mental challenge, but physically it's been easy. And obviously a lot of guys from North America would uh, speak a lot about the opportunity to, re- to win a WAF world title, the difficulty in doing that. And I know that it's something you've always had on your sort of bucket list. You've always wanted to get that legitimacy that the WAF title brings. Do you feel like there's a, a lot of a pressure on North Americans now to try and uh, get out there and, and, and be a bit of a torchbearer again? I don't know if there's a lot of pressure or not. I feel like most of the North Americans don't really care, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like most of the North Americans are all about the dollar signs, that big money. And I don't care about that, to be honest with you. I, I really just – I care about – you know, the history and what I leave and what I give back to the sport, I feel like I will not be content with my involvement in Armisen if I can't walk away someday and, and say that I was a WF world champion. Like like Cobra like Cobra can say multiple times over as well as Giannis. Now let's come to Cobra Rhodes, ladies and gents. Andrew Cobra Rhodes on the line, without question, one of the best to ever do it. I mean, when I was a, a young boy coming up in the sport this is a man that I went over to watch in Athens, Greece, and literally was in absolute awe of what this man could do at the table. For anybody who, who isn't familiar with Cobra's career in the World Arm Wrestling Federation, in arm wrestling generally, get online, check this man out. He is a different level. Andrew, welcome to the show, mate. Welcome mate, to the thank show. You, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, mate, an honour and a pleasure. Now, obviously, you're a guy that really was, you carried that sort of signature US athlete uh, banner for so many years. I mean, you were the guy that was globally renowned. You were feared throughout the world, literally titles won all over the world. Do you feel like at that time, the World Arm Wrestling Federation carried a lot more uh, recognition, carried a lot more uh, legitimacy? Do you feel that's been lost at all, or do you think it's still uh, respected? Jeff obviously spoke about the fact that a lot of the focus yeah. from North America seems to be on the pro leagues now. You know, Neil, I w- when I was competing, that was the place to be. Um, and still, I mean, if you look, I mean, besides the the things that they've screwed up and the inner workings of the association and all the drama that's going on now, that's where the toughest dogs fought. And I'm sure up to last year, I mean, I've always thought that you go to a, you go to the Russian national championships and the guy that finishes fifth place, if he could have qualified, he's going to be a medal winner at Worlds, you mm-hmm. know? So that's just, that's just Russia. Never mind all the other, all the other nations over there. Sure. So, yeah, that was definitely the, the, the bull uh, in the yard. Now, uh, as far as Americans... I, I don't. I don't know. They're, they're, at that time, we were the torchbearers of the sport, I believe. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and and I always consider myself a citizen of the planet. Yes, I'm American. But with, you know, once you travel and you, and you understand different cultures and and you give love and receive love, it, it's it's. Just, I mean, we're all one. You know. So, but as far as the the top dogs and leagues, uh, WAF was it. That that's been the that's been the diamond in my book. Well, I can certainly attest to that, uh, Cobra. I mean, I think the first time I met you, mate, I'm pretty sure I was 13 or 14 years old. 
And um, you, I, I'd been watching you. You came over to the practice table. Uh, you were pulling with some of the lads on the practice table there, and I came over and, and asked for a little bit of instruction and tuition. And you spent a good five minutes showing me some stuff over there, which is something I uh, never forget, mate. I thought that was um, really good of you. And um, obviously, we've been we've been mates for a lot of years now. I, I want to bring Yanis Allen's in on the call, the Jedi. Yanis, welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I sort of want to address that same question to you, Yanis, in some respects, in that do you feel like you, you just to give people background who don't know you, Yanis, you're obviously a multiple world champion, multiple European champion and Latvian national champion. You're a guy that has really carved out a niche for yourself in Europe, very, very well respected in that area, but you've also, you're one of the few guys that's made that trip transatlantic and gone over there to compete in the World Arm Wrestling League, to compete in other big professional shows. Do you see? Do you, do you feel like the World Arm Wrestling Federation side of things has lost a little bit of, uh, of its pull, of its draw internationally? Yeah, for sure. With all this uh, split and and, and and problems with federation, it's. It, it, I, I, by the way, I will go to Romania. I will go uh, Thursday. I'm flying to Romania to support my teammates, to to help my teammates, and and to see all my friends. But uh, somehow, I don't feel that I want to. Uh, I'm not saying support uh, uh, World Arm Wrestling Federation. I, I still believe it's it's it's. Uh, Federation, it's not few people who are organizing everything. It's it's all a community. It's all all people who are involved. But uh, I, I don't like the situation, and uh, and 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 uh, I, I don't think I, I will compete. So I will just go as a as a <laughs> I would say fan of arm wrestling or or. Giannis, you're an ambassador to the sport. You can go to any show, and you're welcome. Yeah. Jeff, do you, when you look at the World Arm Wrestling Federation title that you're going over to Romania to try to win, do you feel like it, it, any of the shine has come off that medal were you to win it because of the fact that there's been the, the split that we're looking at now or the fact that some of the countries won't be attending? Did did that almost stop you from attending or have you all, had, had you sort of made up your mind and that was that? No, I mean, I, I will not. Uh, no, I, I you know. It means a lot to have that title. I think. I think. Um, I think it would solidify all the Arm Wars titles that I was able to win over the years. I think it mm -hmm. would solidify some of the UAL titles that I won. I think it would just solidify me as one of the top and one of the best uh, American lightweight arm wrestlers. And I think sure. it just doesn't matter if it's the best guys there or not. If I win that title, then I hey, I'm a world champion now. Because right now, no one wants to call me a world champion. So. Yep. <laughs> Do you, do you do you feel like it's part of that journey for you? I know from speaking to you in the past, you were always the guy that wanted to get out amongst it and further your own learnings within the, the sport. Similar to both of the other lads that we've got on the line now, I know that's always been a big part of what you try to achieve. You're looking to try to build on your technical prowess. Is that a big part of it for you still, Jeff? Do you still like to get out amongst it just to see really the level that's out there, those technical improvements that, that we're seeing in the sport? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I don't get an opportunity to travel as much overseas anymore these days. And, and so to have an opportunity to go pull guys that I get to watch on online and that I, you know, maybe some guys that I've even dreamed about pulling is, is, is exciting for me. I, I still get very motivated and inspired about it. So, 
you know, competing against the best. That's what it's all about for anybody who wants to be the best is to compete against the best. And I think that WAF still has a lot of the best arm wrestlers in the world competing there. And that's, that's where I'm going to, to test myself. Mm-hmm. And before doing so, mate, do you, have you done a lot of research on the athletes that you expect to face out there? Do you sort of, uh, because obviously when you're planning, uh, the reason I'm asking this question, and I'm going to come to Yanis with a, a very similar question, that, that when you go to the World Arm Wrestling League, when you compete in professional format, one-on-one arm wrestling, you have the opportunity to get out there to study the guy you're going to face and all those things. You look at the elements that make up their strengths, their weaknesses, and you can sort of break them down and compare and contrast with your own. That's pretty impossible to do when you go to the World Arm Wrestling Federation events. However, do you sort of make a, a short list of the guys that you expect to meet over there and expect to be really contesting for the medals. Yeah, no, I've definitely looked at the guys that are considered the best, the guys that have been, you know, continue uh, that have constantly taken top five at least over at WF. But I mean, you're right; it's it's very overwhelming to try to study those guys and try to prepare for forty different styles because typically those classes have forty plus guys in them sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, the WAL, the World Armistice League. With it being a super match format, you only have one guy to worry about and one guy to study, one guy to prepare for. So for me, it's always been a lot more difficult to go to prepare for a tournament and go and compete and try to win because there's just so many variables uh, versus the super match format. Mm-hmm. Yamis, I wanted to come to you with a question about technique, mate. And I know this this will resonate with uh, with Cobra as well. I mean, Andrew was obviously known for that top roll, um, one of the real forerunners of the style that he pulled. Uh, and it's since then, since then it's evolved. But do you believe for a guy like Jeff Yanis, it's far more difficult to win a WAF title because of the fact that he's a little bit um, limited in terms of levers. So he's almost forced to engage in a strength battle more early than the likes of yourself and, and certainly Andrew, who's blessed with that leverage advantage and that more of a top rolling style. I, I think it's uh, nothing to do with his leverage. There, there are uh, uh, plenty of arm wrestlers who are uh, short with, uh, with short leverage, but uh, mm-hmm. with incredible strength and force. Like Rustam Babayev, like yep. uh, Sasho, like uh, Arsene Lindiev. No one mm-hmm. of them is uh, is uh, like anthropometrically or biomechanically. Uh, re- you can you can see really advantage against some other, but they are great yep. arm wrestlers. And same same with Geoff Hale. Arm wrestling is strength sport, and if if Jail is is strong and ready, and 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 uh, will show his best shape, he has a good chance to for a place in the podium or maybe even higher. Cobra, I wanted to come to you with another question, mate. Obviously, a lot of people speak about the difference in the format and the style between professional arm wrestling, the way that it's set up, and I'm going to break this down a little bit. Obviously, you've got World Arm Wrestling League, you've got the PAL. Uh, you've got other organizations around the world, but those are the, the leading two at the moment in the spotlight. And then you look at the WAF, it's very similar to that more clinical lab court style arm wrestling where it's, if you make the slightest move in a referee's grip, you will receive the foul. Uh, there's harsher rules around the slips. There's harsher rules around the grip. Do you feel like since your day in the sport, when it was a little bit more Wild West spit and sawdust, do you think that that, that arm wrestling's lost a bit of appeal from a viewer's perspective. So for pe- they may not have the best opportunity to see those battles that used to be, that the sport was famous for. Well, I 
I really don't. I think I, I think if anything, the old school, uh, it was worse for the spectators because the matches were stopped every second. Mm-hmm. You know, and and of course, you know the infamous people fouling out before even a start, before the word "ready go" came out of the referee's mouth. Guys, guys that should have been on the podium, some guys weren't on the podium because they lost in a semifinal match that never got a start. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the most important thing is, of course, we want fair play. Of course, we want fair play. But this comes with referees training. This comes with. <clears throat> The athletes being educated as to what the rules are now at said event. So it's the, the variables are, are endless, but I, I prefer letting the athletes go. I can remember at Worlds, at States, at National Championships, telling, telling the referee, don't follow him. <laughs> you know, don't mm-hmm. follow him. I'm not mad. Let's just let it go to the pin. But, it, you know, and, and that white lab coat, walk on. Which I understand because you have to have rules. Uh, you know, a lot of matches would end because guys were desperate, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I always made it my business to be in the best mindset, physically, spiritually, to go and arm wrestle everyone that was in the room at the show. I wasn't yep. just focused on my 75 kilos or 70 kilos or 80 kilos or whatever class I was hopping in. I thought, in my mind, might not have been true, but I felt that I could beat everyone in the building. So that that kind that kind of stuff never worried me. I always felt I was in control, and if I fouled, give it to me. I'll come back mm-hmm. and get you on the flip side. You know, rules I didn't rules did not bother any part of my arm wrestling career because I wanted to be so dominant that the rules didn't matter. If that makes sense to you. It certainly does, mate. Yanis, same question in some respects, mate. Are you uh, obviously you're a guy that pulled extensively in World Arm Wrestling Federation, uh, in the Professional Arm Wrestling League? Do you prefer the very rigid rule system, or do you prefer the World Arm Wrestling League type system, that format where you've a little bit more freedom? I still prefer strict rules arm wrestling, but uh, for for a show, definitely. Everything should be fast, effective, but uh, best is if it's still very fair. And it's, it's, I think it's, uh, it's mostly think of uh, good referees. Mm-hmm. But uh, more, when I go to competition, I, I, I try to think about uh, uh, things what I can impact and what I can do, not, not about uh, other things that I cannot. So referees is not... It's not it's not my part, so I'm thinking about what I can do better or what I can change or what I can uh, do 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 maybe maybe like uh, best for for winning, but not about what referee will do. And and staying with Yanis for a minute, when you um, started to get into the professional format arm wrestling, and we'll we'll talk specifically about World Arm Wrestling League and your first experience with that format of arm wrestling. Uh, I can't recall exactly when it was, but I'm, I'm going to guess was, 14. It, it was not easy experience. It was a terrible experience for me. Yeah. Mostly it, was because it 2014, I, mate? You went over there for the first time? Or 13, 14? Uh, 2013 was Ultimate Arm Wrestling League. 2014, World yeah, so Arm Wrestling League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, but, I actually won in very first uh, World Arm Wrestling League in Ohio. 
Yes. I won, yeah. but uh, next one Las Las Vegas was uh, not <laughs> not too good, and of of course it 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 was uh, not not. Uh, I think you have to uh, you have to know what you will ex- what you have to expect. It's same with Hermes Gasparini uh, when when he when he yeah. fighted uh, this season in uh, WAL. Sure. He, did, did not, he didn't know what to, to expect. That's the thing. If if you know what to expect, you are ready for this, and then, and uh, you you can do 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 something against this, or or or, or, or you, you know how to fight against this. But if if you are waiting for some specific things, you are used to for for ten fifteen years. You used to that if there is some movement, referee will say foul. If there is some uh, not correct position, referee will not say go. So you are waiting for for those signals and. And you are just—it's uh, not only in mind, but you already uh, how to say with those impulses. You are used used to different arm wrestling, to different setup, to different rules. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not so easy to change. Now, Jeff, obviously you're sort of doing that same learning experience, but you're going you're going backwards because you've had more uh, of your career recently, more of your recent outings have been spent in professional format. Obviously, you were a dominant and regular... But Jeff, but Jeff have been in a W, w in a WAF as well, 2000, in, in the Bulgaria, Jeff? Jeff yeah, yeah. In a WAF, yes. yeah, he's pulled there before, was... but far less so. Yeah. He's not been there as, as often. And what I was trying to get to, really, was have you sort of trained differently, Jeff, and tried to adjust your training specifically to prepare yourself for the format change in reverse yeah definitely i mean i mean to be honest with you neil you know when we train once a week here here in tulsa it's it's under wf wf rules and ideas it's not under wal world arm wrestling league i wal the the rules are so much gray area that honestly it's for me it's tough to train for because i don't know what i'm gonna be able to get away with the next time i go I might mm-hmm. be able to get away, get away with murder, for all I know. I mean, it's just it's crazy. But with WAF, I know that it's going to be very strict. I have a sure. I have a very clear expectation of what's going to happen up there. So, for me, I think it's a lot easier to compete under WAF rules than it is WAL rules. Um, and then that's just me personally. Even though that even though I've been doing WAL mostly here lately, so. And stylistically, it must make a massive difference for you, though, Jeff, because you're in a situation, um, as, as Yanis and, and, and Cobra both alluded to early on, where you're you, in one side of the, what you do, you're making a show. You're going up there, and also you can base your whole approach around the fact that they, the arm wrestler that you're going to face, if you can tie them up and get them into a bind, they're going to burn at the same rate that you are or more if you can get them into a good solid position and bleed them. That isn't the case when you go to the main draw tournament. You have got to finish fast. You can't be in a situation where you're getting into long, drawn-out battles. So have you changed your style of uh, actual arm wrestling to try and get to a situation where you've got the ability to finish the match far more quickly? Definitely. You know, I think I learned a really good lesson when I went to WAF in 2013, and that was actually in Poland. And Poland, okay. You know, I I have been doing basically <laughs> nothing but uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I have been doing nothing but you know arm wars training. So basically, all super match training when I prepared for WF in Poland, and and it was a very rude awakening how my versatility was limited, and I wasn't able to tie these guys up and you know you know make these matches la- make these matches last longer and use my endurance as a, as a weapon. So. 
yes, I've definitely changed my 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 mentality and uh, the ideas behind my arm wrestling for these to be quick, explosive matches and not to be screwing around trying to do a bunch of you know technical gimmicks that I could do in arm wars mm-hmm. that I got to have that I had a lot of fun doing in arm wars. So I you know I just was absolutely not prepared for that kind of competition and. I, I gained a lot of respect for those athletes and that style of tournament. And I, you know, I really hope that this year I, I've prepared properly. So now, I, I recall in Poland, I think it might've been, it might've actually been Vyral Dobrin. You got into a real scrap with from Romania. I'm pretty sure you, you had a war with him, didn't you? I had a good match with him left-handed and, and honestly, he's just got such an unorthodox style yeah. and we haven't seen a whole lot of guys be able to compete with him. We've seen Giannis, uh, beat him pretty consistently, and and I always, actually always right and left. Watching those matches, this was some of the, some of the most fun matches to watch. As Giannis figures out a way to beat Dorbin, I mean it's a it's a lot of fun to watch that. So I've taken some notes from those matches, Giannis. So if if in fact Dorbin's in a in the seventy five kilo class, then I I believe I'm mentally prepared to face, to face that. You know, that he's in seventy five. He was in eighty in Europeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I said if he if he decides to, if he's in seventy five, then I'm mentally prepared to face that. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's, a, it's, an, it's enough talents in seventy five. It will be Artur Makarov from Russia. It will be Safranov from Azerbaijan and Irakli from Georgia. There are some great, 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 uh, great names, great arm wrestlers. What about anyway. um, Mindaugas Teresetis? Mindaugas is seventy kilo class, and he will not pull in a waff. I was just going to say, is he at the 154? Is he 70K? Yeah. Because um, that's and a guy you not... have faced recently, isn't it, Jeff? You've pulled him this year, and he's a he's a really excellent top roller, very awkward style. Yeah, no, Mindagas is an excellent arm wrestler, and actually I sponsored him to come over to the Arnold Classic earlier this year because I, I wanted to have an opportunity to face uh, arguably one of the best guys in the world at 70 kilos and, and yeah. just kind of see where I stood against those guys and – and it was a really great experience, not only to compete against him in the tournament, but to sit down and talk with him about uh, arm wrestling in general afterwards. And, and uh, you know, it really, I, I think it, it was, uh, I think I needed that experience uh, before committing to go to WAF this year. Ladies and gents, we just got to take a really quick break and we will be back with more from our three lightweight superstars in just a few. Welcome back to the show, everyone, and let's get right back into the thick of things with the Hailraiser, Cobra, and the Jedi. Uh, Cobra, a lot of a lot of people say that you know that that arm wrestling has evolved so far in the last 10, 15 years longer. You look back at your years. Are you in a situation where you believe that had you been at your peak, you could have come in here and slapped people about? Neil. Yes, I, I, missed, I, I missed the last 20 seconds. My signal went dead. No problem, brother. I can repeat that. I, I wanted to just find out how you feel that you would have done in your prime had you come back into the sport today, mate. Just really to address the question of whether the top arm wrestlers of yesteryear could have competed, could have slotted in. We had John Brzezink on the show the other day, and it was a question I asked John, and he had an interesting answer. I wanted to see uh, what you felt about that and were you aligned with John's thoughts. Um, I, 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 I missed John's uh, chat. Nope, but... you didn't, mate. It hasn't gone out yet. I, I didn't want uh-huh. to throw that in there. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to see what you said. It, it goes out okay. this week. Um, from the bottom of my arm wrestling heart, I feel like 
I would still be doing my thing today mm -hmm. at the top of my game. But, but because what I've seen, there are very few guys that are arm wrestling properly. I almost think it would be easier. The, the technique is not what it was mm -hmm. overall. You think it's moved, it's, there's been a shift towards raw power? Raw power, yeah. Raw power is key right now in, in these professional leagues. Now, you go over to Eastern Europe, obviously, in, in Giannis country, you're going to see guys who have that power and technique. When I say the technique is, is, is shoddy, it's, it's more on, on this side of the pond. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you can see it. You can see guys that were uh, 150 pounds, 160 pounds. Now they're 180, 190, and their voices are bass now when they used to be sopranos. Mm -hmm. And they're champions. So that's, I mean, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 I've been around a little while. And uh, I'm, just gonna, I'm not, not, not here to call people uh, cheaters, you know. But uh, any Diaz brother would tell you. <laughs> they're on roids. Now, it's funny. I'm going to tell you that's what John said, mate. John was very strongly of the opinion that the top arm wrestlers throughout the ages would have always dropped in and slotted. He said, look, if you were winning world championships at any point, you would have slotted back in right now and found your stride. Because once you reach that elite level, the guys that are actually winning the competition, the level doesn't change a great deal. What he said was it's the chasing pack that change in terms of the depth. Yeah, I have to agree with John. I have to agree with John that best arm wrestlers in nineties, in 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 two thousand and two thousand still ten, they are still still same level. That the overall level is growing. And like uh, I remember uh, fifteen twenty years ago when you went to went to WAF or, or European Championship, you're watching to the starting list and you see like uh, top top six, top eight, and all others. You know it's like easy round for you. Nowadays you can go to to WAF and. There are 40 arm wrestlers, and, and almost every one of, of those arm wrestlers are capable to get in uh, some uh, top six or top ten. So yep. overall level is growing a lot. But so I, it, best it, arm wrestlers it, are still about the same level, I think. Yeah, very. So both Cobra, John, and yourself, also Engin Terzi, who we had on the show. I don't know whether you guys caught that show a couple of weeks ago, felt exactly yep. the same. They felt that if you took a world champion from any of the previous years, slot them in, they would have been right back into the stride. The only difference being the number of guys within there that were viable threats for medals and so on. Uh, Jeff, do, yep. do you do you agree with that, mate, as a guy who's made his name more in the modern era? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree. I mean, I, you know, I, I do think uh, we are getting more and more athletes involved in the sport, so we have a, a greater amount of arm wrestlers that are – that are now competing and uh, you know we have a number of guys that uh, are willing to do anything to get those wins and that means uh, that means illegal supplements in some cases so yeah i mean I, you know i think guys from the past could definitely compete with the guys of the day and, and in fact i draw most of my inspiration from you know watching the guys from the past specifically cobra Rhodes. i mean He's been one of my favorite arm wrestlers since the day I entered the sport and, and, and to this day present. I still yeah. look at Cobra Rhodes and, 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 and just look at him in awe. And, and I draw a lot of inspiration from him. I draw a lot of inspiration from Giannis as well and mm -hmm. even Terzi. You know, those are three sure. of my three of the guys that I really look up to and, and enjoy and get excited to watch arm wrestling. Absolutely.
I couldn't endorse that more. I mean, another guy that I always loved to watch was Svetan Gashevsky, uh, Andreas Rundstrom, yep. two fabulous arm wrestlers, you know, both uh, unique in their own way. I know, obviously, Cobra, a lot of experience with Andreas, um, quite unique in the style in which he pulled. But uh, again, he was one of those guys which really, he was a torchbearer, a, quite a unique entity, technically, in many respects. And and I think that I think that's something that, it's rarer these days because there's so many people involved in the sport and so much technical tuition from so many top guys. It's rare that you see that evolution, that guy that does things differently. Um, hopefully, we, uh, we we see another one soon. I know there's guys out there now that are extremely powerful, but as, as Cobra said, you don't seem to see the same technical innovation uh, across the piece that you perhaps once did. Maybe that's just because all the technique has been discovered. Um, uh, it's an engaging argument. Cobra. I, I, beg, I beg to differ, Neil. I, 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 I think they're not putting in the work. They're so not putting think, in the work. They're, it's they're just using the, 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 the focus people. isn't on technique these days. You think it's just more on, the, on getting stronger yeah. and finishing, serving aces, basically. Yeah, if you have if you have a B level guy, a C level guy, and he's going against the top dog, he doesn't feel a thing on go. He has nothing to learn from. You know what I mean? He hasn't. He's got one way to to tell himself, "How am I going to compete with this guy? How am I going to compete with this guy? I can't even feel him at the table." You know, he go he goes home after training. He still knows he doesn't have it in his heart. What's he going to do? Keep on showing up, taking fourth place, or stick a needle in his butt? How bad do you want to win? That's what it is. When, when it was my time, listen, the tournaments, they were fun. Training is where it hurt. When you got 20 guys and you stay on the table for five hours or so, I know it's prehistoric, but that's the way we did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the way we did it. With a, with a gallon of vodka and food. And we arm wrestled all day. Stayed it's funny. I, I was recounting a story which you'll remember, Cobra, when we were at Virginia Beach. And, we, and I think, um, I want to say it was like 1996. And we were arm wrestling in the lobby the night before. You know, oh, yeah. you know the night before Worlds. You remember that? We were arm wrestling for you called Jack Daniels. <laughs> And was there always, any Amazon worlds in 99, Neil? Yes, sir. Always makes me laugh, that. Because people <laughs> would look back on it now and they'd be like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, 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 seriously, we're arm wrestling the night before. I think you had a straw hat with a flower, flower in it. <laughs> 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 Woo! All good stuff, mate. Absolutely fantastic. But, Those um, were the days, my friend. They were. But in some respects, I think that some of the character gets lost a little bit there. But one thing you can say is, that the professionalism, the sort of attitude of the arm wrestlers right now is absolutely spot on in many ways. I mean, you get the, the amount of um, effort and focus that's put into the preparation for the World Championships, European Championships right now, I think is probably uh, more significant than it's ever been. Is that something you'd agree with, Jeff? I mean, you, you obviously we've seen online you getting your pre preparation down for this event, you've taken it extremely seriously. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I, I think this is, I mean, we call it amateur armrest in the WF, but it's really, it is, it is a 
a different form of professional arm wrestling. These guys are, are the best athletes in the world. The competition is, from what I've seen uh, in, in the recent years, is looks like it's got an amazing production for what for what it is. It's a lot different than, than what we're doing with the WAL, but it's still very high level, and, and I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm very excited to go and compete and experience and, and see, new, see old friends and make new ones. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Jeff, your aspirations next year in World Arm Wrestling League. Um, obviously, you had a challenging year this year. You pulled, actually, you pulled extremely well this year. Uh, you got off to a really, really unfortunate start against Sam Harris. Sam obviously still retained the title, but I think it's fair to say that we'll probably see the other man on this call, Yanis Amelins, get the next shot at Sam. Uh, how do you see that one going? I don't know. You know, I. Sam and Giannis are both amazing athletes. I, I I do believe Sam has developed a style and a and a familiarity with the with the WAL rules um, that is very difficult to contend with. And you saw me try to overpower his style this mm-hmm. year, and I couldn't. I just couldn't outlast it. I couldn't do five rounds of trying to overpower him. We saw Tony Kudowski come in, not make weight. Still be a, still come in as, as a big guy though, and again he was this time he was able to overpower Sam, but it took I think it took an extra twenty pounds to do it, you know. Um, Giannis is he's got a ton of experience. He's this is nothing he hasn't seen before. I mean he's very capable of beating Sam. Um, you know I think it's going to come down to can Giannis keep the referee in check? Can Giannis keep the rules uh, in check? and keep Sam from inching away and creating all this distance and, and getting exactly what he wants. I think that's the key, honestly. Are there any other guys uh, in either North America or the world who you'd really like to see? And we're going to come to Jeff first with that one in the World Arm Wrestling League. Who would you like to see compete there? Uh, Ingen Terzi, number one guy. That's the guy I want to see compete there, Ingen Terzi. Cobra, same question. Uh, with training myself, well, hey, hey, hey! Now I didn't even know that was an option, Cobra. <laughs> if I'd have known that, I might have been throwing your name out there. <laughs> I, I, I want to bang one more time before I croak. I just have to find the right victim. That's well, what give, I said give me that shot, bro. <laughs> Giannis. Same question, mate. We didn't we didn't finish uh, our fight in Chicago with Cobra, so uh, yeah. Oh, the exploding thumb technique. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was. I, I think it was, and it was a foul for me. And uh, then we didn't didn't finish our fight, so uh, it's still some business to. Still, I, I, I'm a scumbag. I'm, so. I'm calling that a pin. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, 2021. Hey. There's always yeah. an opportunity, guys. There's always an opportunity. <laughs> Jeff, I want to wish you the very, very best of luck over in Romania, mate. You know, I, uh, I'd i love to see you do well over there. Cobra, Yanis, same, mate. Thank you very much for, for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate your time, gentlemen, for giving up your Sunday. Well, you uh, it great having you on. Thank you for having us, Neil. You guys, you. Jeff, good luck next week. Yanis, until we meet again, brother. Yeah. See That's you, see done. you, and and uh, Jeff, see you in uh, Romania. Yes, sir. I hope we get an opportunity to sit down and chat, maybe even do a little arm wrestling. We'll we'll get you on, guys, and have Definitely. another chat when uh, when the world is over. 
Peace. Three days ago, I did good good practice with Mindaugas. He was here three days ago. We did some great practice, so maybe we will have with you. Yeah, yeah. Stay, great. As well. stay, stay on the line and swap some notes. Guys, have a great day. Absolutely great to catch up with those guys. But unfortunately, ladies and gents, we have run out of time. And we've got to pull the curtain down on another show, another episode of the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I want to say a massive thank you to Jeff Hale, to Andrew Cobra Rhodes, and to Yanis the Jedi Amelins for taking time out to come onto tonight's show and speak to us. I also want to give a massive thank you to each and every one of you listeners that come onto the show every week and check us out. Thanks for doing so, guys. It is very much appreciated. PM World Arm Wrestling League, PM myself, let us know who you'd like to have as guests on the show. We hope you'll join us same time next time here on the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. And remember, whatever you're doing, take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.